More and more you go to the grocery store shelves and they are looking bare. They certainly are. Well, guess what? You're not the only one starving for food. Food banks are also starving for donations. And, and this, this is Chick, Chick to Chick. Chick. It seems like every time you go to the grocery store, the shelves are getting more bare. You know, you can tell that the food supply is not getting into the grocery stores fast enough. You know, you can tell that there's a lot of ache and pain out there with people just really trying to, to feed their families. It's, it's terrible. It's a terrible situation. I find it to be really frustrating because I have my list, right? I want this. I want yeah. that. You want specific things. Yeah. You know what you want. And then I get there. They don't have that. There's no peanut butter. Yeah. Yeah, seriously. There's no rice. Yes. Like, how do you live without peanut butter? I, I, I couldn't. I, you know, it's really frustrating because it's yeah. not there, and then you go home, and you got to go back. So we're facing difficulty yeah, and just trying to feed our own families. And we're just, you know, we're kind of complaining about it. I mean, we'll be okay, and we'll be fine. But the point is... There are people who really aren't because they rely on this food supply and they rely on people like us who really, they get the canned goods and the things like that, the extras, and they give them to food banks yep. who really, really need it. But if we're struggling, what the heck is happening with the food banks? Absolutely. Food banks are also struggling and starving for donations because we can't get the food and there is a trickle-down mm -hmm. effect that's affecting these food banks, which brings us to our guest today. Kathy Anderson-Martin is with the Midwest Food Bank. Kathy, thanks so much for joining us today. What is the Midwest Food Bank? Well, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate the opportunity. And Midwest Food Bank, everybody asks that and they say, you know, it, it, we're in Midwest Food Bank, Pennsylvania. That doesn't make any sense. You know, Midwest, you're in Pennsylvania. But the organization was founded in 2003 by a farmer in Illinois who realized the U.S. provided produced more than enough food, but yet there are people who needed it. So he turned a portion of his barn into a food bank for small ministries and churches in that rural area. And long story short, 20 years later, there are 10 locations throughout the country, Pennsylvania opening the end of 2020. And uh, our what we do is very simple. We rescue food by the truckloads and palletfuls, and then we provide it to nonprofit partners who ultimately provide it to people in need. And we provide that food free of charge to our partners. So talk about the people in need. Who are you helping? And, and are you finding that your clientele has changed, uh, you know, over maybe the past couple of months to, to years? Well, when we opened here in Pennsylvania in the beginning of 2021, that was our first full year in uh, business, so to speak. We were serving 30 nonprofit partners throughout Pen central Pennsylvania, but mostly. And uh, now, as I talk to you today, we are serving over 200 partners throughout Pennsylvania, New York, and New Jersey. And those partners are um, reporting a 25% on average increase in the number of people coming to them for help. So it's really... Um, our business is booming, and that's not a good thing uh, in terms of people who need food and uh, then our ability to try to get that food and resource it for those partners serving those folks. Okay, you said business is booming, which we which know is not, is not a good thing, no. and yet your donations probably are not booming. I mean, we struggle, as you heard us talking, yeah. that we can't find things at the grocery store. What's going on with you guys and donations, and is this trickling down? Uh, for the Midwest Food Bank. 
So how long do we have to talk? <laughs> <laughs> I know, probably not yeah. long enough, yeah, right? Yeah, I know. It's uh, it's a crazy thing. Um, I don't know if you were aware, but we have this problem called inflation. Uh. And, um, you know, prices are increasing on everything. So and sp- supply chain issues, as, as you mentioned, you know, you go to the store and you're out of a product or a brand that you want or whole shelf spaces are bare. Well, we're seeing that times 10. And basically, so on one hand, we have more and more people who are in need of the food because of inflation and these other issues with the economy, but we're having trouble getting the food we need. Uh, so, for instance, you mentioned rice. Um, we couldn't get rice for months in the quantities that we needed to the point that we had to buy a truckload of rice. Do you know how much a truckload of rice costs? No. no. What? Well, it, I do. And that's the <laughs> dinner party conversation that I can share. So a truckload of rice is $13,000 And $3,700 to uh, transport it here. And that's the big problem right now, because a lot of the food we get is free uh, being rescued, you know, because it's over uh, overproduction or whatever. But the cost to transport it, because, uh, again, I don't know if you noticed, diesel prices are up and gasoline prices are up. We didn't notice, Kathy. I did not notice. I I thought maybe this was news for the (laughs) the podcast, but... um, (laughs) Year to date, we're paying 68% more just in transportation to get that free food than we did last year at the same time. So it's really kind of crazy and the donations aren't there. And I'm talking, we want donations in big, you know, truckloads and pallet uh, fulls, but um, it's really getting tough. So you want donations of food, right? But if if you're spending money to get food and you're spending money with the high gas prices, can you use, you know, the money or is, is that something else that you would want from people is to donate money? Yes, absolutely. Because uh, like I say, we get the calls to go get the free food and uh, free is not free No, because not. we have to go transport it and warehouse it and so forth. That's my mission to say free is not free. Um, you know, it sounds good, but we go get that food. We're rescuing it. And that is something that's wonderful because we get it and pass it on to people in need versus having that food go to a landfill. So that that I personally really like that it's not going to waste. But you're exactly right, Carrie. We need the funds to pay that trucking bill of two to $3,000 for that truckload of cereal or potatoes or whatever it may be so that we can get it here and then uh, repackage it and get it out to our partners. So there's a donation of money and even food, people that do food drives, organizations, that's helpful as well. So how are you making up for this deficit? Yeah. It's uh, The deficit is all over. The deficit that you're not getting the food donations, you don't have the money coming in, and you have more people to feed, how are you getting around this? What are you doing? We're working harder. Uh, you know, we, we look at uh, un- overturning every rock that we can because uh, you mentioned, um, well, I said the, um, the cost to transport the food is up 68%. There is 13% less food on every truck. So, um, that's, you know, so we're bringing in more and more loads of food. So we're, we're looking everywhere we can at businesses, warehouses, you know, saying, and, uh, individuals and you name it. And, uh, because the need is there and a lot of people are in situations through no fault of their own. So, uh, we keep working and, uh, trying to share. And that's why we appreciate you so much with letting us share this message because it's not just Midwest Food Bank, Pennsylvania or our other divisions. It's food banks and pantries in general. And it's a, it's a real cause for concern, not just now, but, uh, in the future. We think it might get worse before it gets better. And it it absolutely could. I think something that I never heard of, and you've said it a couple different times now, I want to go back to it, is rescuing food. So 
tell me about that. I never knew that you could, that you would rescue food. Well, I, I'm not sure. I might, maybe I'm the only one who doesn't know this, but for anyone else who doesn't, talk to me about the rescuing of food. So um, a, a company might produce, they might produce um, something and there's a glitch in the labeling or there's an issue or they overproduce a certain kind of cereal. And, you know, everything's what, what they call just-in-time uh, inventory. You know, they produce, they get it to the store and so forth. So that's why when you talk about supply chain issues, when there dis is a disruption, it just trickles on down and creates more and more problems. So the rescuing the food is a warehouse might have, um, you know, I have these pallets, 30 pallets of this kind of cereal, I need to get it out of here because we're producing the new cereal or something else. So they have to get rid of it because they only have so much warehouse space. It's not right or wrong. It's just the way things operate. So they call someone like Midwest Food Bank and they say, hey, can you guys take this? It might be frozen food or fresh food, which even has a shorter shelf life. And then if we can respond and go pick it up and there again, pay the transportation to do it, it's like a giant rescue operation. But in this case, it's cereal or um, frozen potatoes or whatever Nutrigrain bars or whatever it is, something that we can go um, get. And then again, bring it back and then give it to our agency partners, which come in SUVs, box trucks, you name it, because they're small agencies, they're larger agencies, and they're serving people in their communities. So it's a giant, I'm learning, I'm learning so much about warehousing and logistics and trucking. Uh, I say things and I'm like, where did you, I, I don't even know how you know that, Kathy, but um, <laughs> it is, it's, it's a really interesting thing. And, um, you know, it's a service to all of us if we can give that to people who need it versus having it go to the landfill. And that's why Midwest was started by a farmer who said, here's the issue, logistics versus quantity. So it sounds like it's a win-win for everyone in this situation that you get the food, they don't have to throw the food um, out, and it's getting to families in need. You said something a minute ago. You said you think the situation is going to get worse before it gets better. Mm -hmm. How can it get any worse because <laughs> it can't. Well, we no, stop. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'll just, should I go now? Goodbye. Thank you. <laughs> oh, we've lost her. <laughs> My friends have all told me I'm not very fun anymore because I'm just saying, guess what I learned today? You know, oh. so um, I'll share it with your, your audience. But, um, Right now, the things we're buying and we all go to the grocery store and we're seeing uh, like ketchup. You know, I went to buy, I'm like five, six bucks for ketchup. That's crazy. Seriously? Yeah. 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 Yes. But we're hearing there's a tomato issue and there might be a shortage of tomatoes. So things, the farmers, as they're telling us, the things they're producing, the things you're eating now were produced at lower price points, you know, when they were growing things, paying less for fertilizer, less for diesel and whatever. So now they're paying more, but those products that they're harvesting now haven't hit um, the supply chain, if you will, or our tables yet. So those are things we're hearing. What happens? I don't know. I, you know, I, I, I can't predict, but it does, it does sound like we are facing uh, additional inflation. August food inflation was 13%, the cost wow. of food. And again, it's now starting to affect more and more people, not just those who maybe were chronically in need, but uh, other people that are working poor, if you will, yeah. you know, people that have jobs, but yeah. they're stretched uh, really, they really thin. Check. Yeah. Yeah. So we talked about fundraisers, um, the need to have them. You do have one coming up. Tell us about it. 
Yes. Well, we uh, are hosting you know, October 13th, something called Midfest, a harvest celebration. As I mentioned, the roots of Midwest Food Bank are a farmer who started it in his barn. And we wanted to pay homage to our farmers because our local farmers, when we talk about supply chains, I, I'm passionate about we need to support local, support that local farmer and those folks who are feeding us locally. Um, and so we are doing that through uh, and, a, and to have a fundraiser as well. So Midfest will have music and um, a farm-to-table meal at the um, at Greystone in Dillsburg. And we're honoring our farmers and we're thanking our farmers. And uh, we're actually, the event will include a farmer's market with local farmers that guests, certainly they bought a ticket or sponsored that uh, benefits us, but they can buy local goods and produce and products that have been produced locally. And it, so it helps us and it helps the farmer. And we're very excited because the event is sold out and it's brand new. So that's, that's very, awesome. very cool. That's awesome. Yeah. So quickly, as we wrap this up, if people want more information about the Midwest Food Bank, whether they want to donate food, cash, or perhaps volunteer, where can they get that information? The best thing they can do is go to our website, which is midwestfoodbank.org backslash Pennsylvania. As I mentioned, there's 10 divisions. So you want to go to the Pennsylvania site. We're in need of always donations, projects, um, food and volunteers. We are very volunteer driven. We're independent, faith based. So, um, you know, we really rely on people and groups that come out and help us do the work. So, uh, give us a call and, uh, we love to plug you in. And Kathy, yes, thank you good. for coming on to provide all of this information and that upbeat message. We just mm -hmm. love the fact that it's going to get worse before it gets better. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Thanks, Kathy. Kathy. Well, Thank now you. you have a little insight into yeah. what it means to rescue food. I didn't really know that. Yeah. I honestly didn't know. And it's good to know that places, you know, like uh, Midwest Food Bank exist so that they can do those things. Um, and we surely hope that all the food banks are going to be able to get the support that they really need to help those who are in need. And we appreciate you being with us as always. And head on over to our YouTube page, Chick to Chick YouTube. Click the like button and subscribe till we're back to chirp about another topic.